Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Michelle Doherty. Michelle, pen name Simone Richards, has a book called Midnight Playground, Where the Soul Plays. She is a colon cancer survivor, army brat, divorced mother of three, and starting improv classes very soon. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Mish. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, doing today? Well. Yeah. So this for- is this is so fun. We just yeah. met recently. We did. And just- I get to know more about you. And I'm very honored and, and flattered that you invited me to be on your show today. Well, thanks for being honored and flattered. I'm yeah. honored and flattered by that. So tell me about your book. I like the idea of my soul being in a playground. So I... <laughs> and- I do have a copy for you, oh, Midnight Playground. That's ooh, your copy. Awesome. Um, it's called Midnight Playground, Where the Soul Plays, written by me, Simone Richards. That's my pen name. And it's, it takes place in um, St. Louis, Chicago, and Detroit. Ah. It's a book about complicated uh, relationships, men, women, relationships friendships. Relationships are complicated. Is that what you're saying? The relationships can be complicated. <laughs> I think and, they all are. <laughs> uh, when I started writing the book, I thought um, I just kind of knew my characters. And and I had written, um, I've been writing my whole life, and I had like a bunch of little short stories. And I had sat down with my um, my sister, and I said, here's a bunch of my short stories. And what do you think? And she picked out one of them, and she said, I think you should grow off of this one short story and it was about a dance at a wedding between a, a man and a woman that were that just met at the wedding and they lived in separate towns and then they went on you know went on their own happy ways and so I took that that story and grew it into Simone and Tony and Brian and Paula and Natalie and um and then uh, the dance that they did was tango and and I I dance tango. Do you really? I do. And um so it was really important for me to try to communicate what it's like to be in a uh, doing a tango with with your with your lead, so um, so did tango? Did you go take tango lessons? Like I want to do tango, or were, did you just find yourself in a, a tango place? <laughs> Actually, um, I have also danced my whole life. One of the things about uh, moving around, well, that doesn't make any sense about moving around. But anyway, my mother and my father met at the Muni. My mother was a dancer in the in the uh, court, dance chorus at the really? Muni in the 60s, and my father was an usher. And so everywhere we moved, my mom taught dance classes, ballet, tap, and jazz. And so one of the things that she did was put us in in my sister and I in the dance classes. So I've been dancing my whole life, but I hadn't been partner dancing. And so in, gosh, maybe 10 years ago, I met, uh, met, met made a friend here who did do swing dancing. And I thought, oh, well, can, can I come <laughs> and do swing <laughs> dancing too? And so through him, I became connected with this, the swing community in St. Louis. And then through the swing community, I got connected through the tango. Uh, the tango community, which is a really amazing, interesting people, wonderful, wonderful dancers, wonderful souls, and um, that really impacted my my love for partner dancing as a woman in, who's divorced, who's raising children, who's in charge all the time. <laughs> it was quite this, you know, quite the um, step into the unknown to actually just give over my control to a 
lead on a dance floor. Oh, gotcha. So there were That's lots of cool. levels with that to get right. comfortable with somebody else leading, even if it was only for three minutes, you know, three minutes. Like, wait, 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 I'm in control all the time. I'm in well, control how, all the I time. What I say goes. Right. And you can't do that. When you're a follow, you can't. I mean, or they won't dance with you again. You know, it's just one you of those can't things. can't have that. No. So one of the things you shared with me, which I thought was really interesting, and I, and I can't recall who said this to you, but they said that tango was basically a character. Another character in the in book. In this book. Yes, I had uh, had done a, uh, a local author breakfast last September, and one of the uh, participants, one of the readers, she had read my book in advance. And you can get my book at the St. Louis Public Library, by the way, if, and also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And you can also visit my SimoneRichards.com website and order it there. But um, she had so her comments at the local author breakfast run by the public library was that she felt. Tango was another character along with Simone and Tony and Paula and Brian, but that it, well, and it does, it kind of weaves its way through. And, and as I finished writing it, one of the things that really um, impacted me and I, I didn't set out to say, oh, this is the kind of story I want to write, but I sat back and I reflected and I thought, what was interesting is, and my character is the same way, when they step on the dance floor and you are in in a, intimate embrace and you're you know basically hugging each other for three hours on a tango I mean the tangos don't last that long but a, right. a, a dance but then when you step off the dance floor then your barriers go back up right they don't oh. really know who you are so you share so much of your soul on the dance floor but then you step off your barriers go back up and so my relate my characters were doing the same thing you know how much were they sharing or they and how much they really know about each other because you don't really know who that person is that you're dancing with, but you feel so close and so connected to them when they're they're holding you close on the dance floor and moving you around and right. spitting you and making you look so, so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but tango, I always think of it as being a little fierce. Like, it's just like, I am fierce. Well, that would be... Um, American ballroom tango. Okay. So there's a difference. I, I was ah. talking about Argentin, Argentinian tango, Argentine okay. tango. Okay. And um, Argentine tango is very, um, to me anyway, it was very intimate, very close, very loving because your chests, your hearts are connected. Okay. And you know, if you watch an American ballroom tango, the, the pelvises are more connected and the, Got, and, the yeah. and the chests are are pushed away. Okay. And then it is more of a fight. If you go on to YouTube or watch Argentinian tango, um, you'll see a much different style. Interesting. So did you ever dance with, with like a rose in your mouth? <laughs> I always think of that. Don't you think of that with tango? Yeah, I think it'd be I kind think of, you should do this. I think it would be kind of hard in a close embrace to say, "Oh, sorry, sorry, my my rose you keeps really hitting have you." And to the... regulate your breathing too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I grit my teeth and my teeth enough. The you rose know? keeps hitting me. Stop! Yeah, stop! This is very difficult. They'd say, "No thanks. I'm not going to have her back." Who does she think she is? You know, earn that rose. It's just Michelle. a problem. <laughs> She's watching the wrong YouTube videos. So if I videos. take tango, I shouldn't show up with my rose and be like, I'm ready. <laughs> well, unless you want to be that that to be your stick, right? You know, people are like, oh, she's a rose girl. And you can lay it down on the table Ooh, and then dance and then okay. come back and yeah. hold it up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might have to try that. But St. Louis has a really great tango community. And uh, it, 
they have uh, malangas on a regular basis, and you can find out more for about classes so wait, and say teachers. Say that word again. Malangas. Those Is are that dances. the name of the dances? Okay. Those are dances, and so they ha- they have those regularly around town. And there's the TangoStLouis.com website, and there's also a Facebook group, Tango St. Louis. So you oh, can get wow. connected that way. Go. There's lots of great teachers, and um, can you go and just watch? Do you have sure, like just sure, events can, where people? Hang out. You have like contests. Well, you, you or, have to pay, you know, well, to come. I mean, yeah, yeah if you want to sure. sit there and watch, you can. But usually, they have like a beginner lesson prior to. Okay, got. And ya. if you um and if you go onto the website and and look when they're going to be dancing next, like we've had a, a malanga one time down at um, Novella Wine Bar, and you know that doesn't cost you anything to go there, and the dance will happen, and we'll be eating and drinking and talking, and it's very crowded on the dance floor. Do you have a like a steady partner that you guys always meet up and you're the people that dance or is it just I'll dance with you tonight? Well, <laughs> unfortunately no, I don't have a steady partner that I dance with. I or fortunately I don't have a steady partner. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you look at it. I can dance with anybody and I it doesn't matter. Um but normally in a tango uh the the lead will invite you to dance with his eyes. Uh, ooh. So as you're sitting there looking pretty with your, you know, sitting up straight, you're either averting the eyes of somebody who wants to dance with you <laughs> or, or you. Or they're looking, do they look at you or intensely? Like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, in, in the States, it's a little easier, you know, I mean, or the American, it's, we might actually say, yes, you want to dance, you want to not want to dance. Gotcha. And then um, you can either accept it or decline it. Ooh. And uh, the other thing that's different about a tango versus like a swing dance, swing dances usually last that one three and a half, four minute song. But a tango, usually there's four songs. In the, okay. In the tanda, T-A-N-D-A, the tanda that you're dancing. And so after the first dance, you there's like a little break and then there's the, the next song, the next song, usually there's four. And then you know when your tanda is over because the music completely changes to something that you've not been listening to at all today. And one of the things that I did not know as a new dancer was not to say thank you until you were done dancing with your partner. And I was so excited to be dancing tango <laughs> that after the first song, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And he, and he like left. You're like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Why okay. are you? No, 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 no. I don't mean for you to leave me. No, no. I just was so, th- oh, please. No, I won't say thank you. I won't say thank Interesting. you. Yeah. Because they think when you say thank you, that you've ended That's the dance. Done. The dance is that, over. And yeah. so then I had ended the dance after the first song. I learned. I love it. So let's consider ourselves much more tango informed right now. Thank you for that. <laughs> Not a problem. That's why it's why I'm here, really, to talk about tango. Tango and, and all kinds and of all things. And all kinds of things. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Michelle. Okay, we are back with Michelle. So, during the break, we kind of we you were you, well, you were talking about how your book is a little steamy. It is a little steamy, and a little. Sexy. You have like a steamy sort of kind of podcast coming up. Not really steamy. Not really steamy. But the com- the but name of it kind of is okay. So tell us the name. I will speak it slowly because when I speak it quickly, people misunderstand me. But the name of the podcast that I'm going to be doing with a very dear friend of mine, Emily Lane. Who we love and adore. Who we love and adore. (laughs) Is called 
Clitterally speaking. Clitterally speaking. Yes. Not clearly. Not clearly speaking. We are clearly speaking now about the Clitterally Speaking. Clitterally Speaking, the podcast. I am so excited about this podcast. I just love it. I got to be part of a brainstorming you session did. with you, which was way, way fun. So um, tell us, what can we, what, what, can you what, what are we talking about? What are we expecting? Well, basically the premise is conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. So if any of you out there listening and watching us on Facebook right now have sat around a table with a bottle or two of wine with your girlfriends, those are the kind of conversations you can expect. You can do it during the podcast. You can have your wine right, and listen. Right, you can have your wine. We'll definitely let you know what wine it is that we're going to be drinking that day for the podcast and who our guest might be, what kind of topics we're going to have. Um, but it's going to be honest and intimate and raw and and funny and poignant and just lovely. I think there's so many things that women can have shared with each other, that we should also listen to what others have to say. Everyone's got an incredible story. And if we can sit around and have a glass or two of wine then and share those stories with the listening world, the Facebook world, then, then we're just going to have a really good time. I love it. Because yeah. I think the, the, I mean, other than it just being really fun, I just <laughs> love the whole idea of it. I also think of it as being, you know, very authentic, transparent, Yes. yes. you know, Let's talk here. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's, I am, let's talk frankly, frankly about what the heck is going on with us gals these days. Our bodies, our relationships, our our work life, our dealing with your car. You know, I was so excited on, on Saturday when my son, my 15-year-old son and I, like we replaced the the hood lifts on my car. I've saved myself four hundred dollars. Ooh, yes, because that the, is because good. they were going to charge me four hundred dollars to replace the little lifts that keep the the hood of my of my car up. And I was I just looked online and YouTube, and you know that's like I felt very empowered. Well, yeah, very empowered. And then I changed out a light bulb too. So I mean, Firestone better back off because <laughs> I mean Michelle's coming now. She is so dangerous. <laughs> you know though that that is such a good because well before um, before you you got here, Emily and I were talking about you know women and cars, and you feel I mean I do I go in I'm like oh, I don't know right. we figure this out you know what I mean and you just and luckily. I have found a, a guy that is just like so honest and, and I just love him and I can trust him. But when you first walk in and you just don't know, I mean, it's like they're speaking a foreign language. You're like, whoa, look, combust right. blah, blah, and to even, turbo blah. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you just fix it? Make even it better. Even when you get to be like my age and you just take it for granted that they're going to try to rip you off. So you go in maybe a little bit more steely, a little more boundaries on it. But my daughter, when she was 18, went to one of the you know drive through oil change places and she left having spent $300 because they looked at her and they said, aha, she doesn't know. And she they sold her all these things that she didn't need. And I was right. so angry. And I was also angry at myself that I hadn't actually warned her. I just... Get the oil change and nothing else. Get the oil change and exactly. nothing else. Exactly. Right. I, and I didn't warn her. And I should have. And well, she's definitely more aware of it now. Right. Um, and uh, can actually change her own uh, oil. <laughs> but Yeah, that's just not cool. But wouldn't it be nice to have like... a, a a big sister through the podcast, something like that, where you're yeah. like, okay, I, I'm not going to be as naive but that's about a go, anything. That's a go-to thing for so that I've discovered. So that's mm-hmm. such great advice is like, okay, I mean, I don't want to pick on GoDaddy, but when you go to GoDaddy and you're going to go get your URL and then there's like a million, do you oh, want this? Do oh, you yeah. want that? Do you want 
this.com.net.hello.woo. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just like a million things and you're going, oh, globe. Do, should I, I get this? Should globe. I get this? Yeah. You know, and next thing you're like, wow, it was going to be $14.99 and now it's $833. So I always tell people, go in there, get your URL and get out, get out. Don't. Don't buy anything you else. Don't need anything if you else. need it later, if you figure it out, you can go back in and get it. But I think that's with a lot of things. Other than, I mean, sometimes it's like buy this. You need to get this special connector thing, like in order to make it work. Okay, right. but you don't. Well, like, they don't, do that. They do that don't on Amazon too, too, right? Oh, wow. Well, like, yeah. Normally, with this, and they buy this and this and this, and you're like, wait a second, do I really need? That All those other recently. things to go with it, yeah. or can I just get by with the first thing that I'm buying? My my thing didn't tell me it came with the. I got a new vacuum cleaner, oh, and fabulous. it didn't tell me. That's exciting. That it, it was actually so. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's like this Dyson. It I have like a Dyson. picks up everything. Yeah. It's cordless. I'm like woo woo. I can vacuum. I got the cleanest house in St. Louis. Now I'm like every day. I'm like let me get out the Dyson. But I didn't know it came with its little hanger up thing. It didn't say it did. So Amazon was like, hey, don't you need the little hanger thing? I was like, well, yeah, I do because I'm going to hang it up. And I Same bought it too. and then I got it. And so I was like, no. So I'm like, um, I don't need this. So yeah. I had to send it back. It was kind of a pain. But I wish that the packaging would, because I read the pack. I'm like, yeah. well, I guess it doesn't come with that. So yeah, you get caught. But basically, yeah, go get the thing you need and then leave. Right, and we uh, we're going to talk about that on the podcast. We've also joked around or tossed ideas about like the most embarrassing five hundred dollars you've spent <laughs> on, on anti aging cream or something <laughs> crazy. Well, I will tell you, my daughter, the first. So I like I was like Walgreens, Walgreens. That's where yeah. I went and got makeup. And then my daughters tell me I need a palette. I need this eye palette. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. So we go to some fancy place, and the eye palette is a whole bunch of different yeah. type. And uh, and it was like. Fifty something dollars. I'm like for eyeshadow. For She's eyeshadow. Like, well, it's a palette. And then I watched her do what she did, and I was like, I will never be able to mimic it. Mm -hmm. She had to use like 27 different colors. It looked awesome, but right. there's, I'm like one, and if I'm crazy, two colors. <laughs> I know, I know. When I walk into Bare Minerals, they're like, oh, <laughs> here she comes. Here she comes. Look what we got for Let's you. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. Let's redo your face. Okay. But it's right. true. You get so drawn into yeah. something. They're like, look, it just erases wrinkles. Look, this is before and after. I'm like, what? The, the lady probably just got a really good night's sleep when they did the after picture. They probably, I bet you she did. And the lighting, again, back to the lighting. lighting. You know, if you walk around with Oprah lighting every day, you don't need all that makeup because you've got the great lighting. There you go. But we suffer under fluorescence and natural and LED. <laughs> and I don't have a crew of people walking around with lights to you know, always have that me That would lit be up. nice. It would be helpful yeah, if I we had people just lighting us all. And all the time. Yeah. All the time. I'm fine with that. She always looks fabulous. Well, her lighting people are with her. <laughs> yes. yes, entourage means a whole nother thing in, in our world. So <laughs> do you guys know about when you're going to launch or do you have a We a have feeling? a target date of January. We're going to get some okay. um, episodes or podcasts in the can. And uh, But if it goes well and rolling and people are like, you know, don't wait, then we'll launch it before. Oh, you know, fun. We're working on the website. We're working on their Twitter. We're working on everything, um, Instagram, all of those things. And, and it's exciting. And and the best part about it, about the podcast, about pretty much anything, this is my my belief in, in my life, is that if it's meant to happen, it flows easily. Yes. You know, the podcast with Emily 
came to us over a bottle of wine a few weeks ago, and now here we are. We're going to be recording. We're lining up people. We're getting things done. The book, it was it was easy to do. It, and it was like, it was meant to be, it, it happened. Um, marketing, it's a whole nother story, but I was able to write it <laughs> and get it published. And, Luckily, uh, I think you might know a marketer or two. <laughs> I, I might. I'm going to look, I'm going to see, through, look through my friend Emily list. Emily probably does something around that. <laughs> she might, she might know some people anyway, get us connected. But, um, you know, if it's not meant to be, then things are difficult. And I remember when um, I was younger and I was trying to buy a car and I couldn't buy the car, and I couldn't buy it, and I couldn't buy it, and I couldn't buy it. I'm like, why is this so hard? And I thought, well, it's because I'm not supposed to have it. Wow. So why, why quit? Why, why continue to beat my head against the wall if it's not meant to be? It's not meant to be. And, and then my, the right car came. And the, at right, the right car right came, time? and now I can put the hood lifts on myself. And uh, my kids always hear me say, if it's not meant to be, or if it's meant to be, and they they like to tease me about saying those kind of things. <laughs> but it's good advice. It's my mantra. Yeah, it's my mantra. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Michelle. Sure. We're going to take another break. We will be back with questions. back with question time. All right. Well, so we were talking about this actually during um, our break and I am in the middle of doing this right now. So I would like to ask you, what did you learn from divorce? Wow. And this is just a question right off the bat. So I I learned a lot about divorce. I've been divorced uh, for 15, I've been single for 15 years. It took us a couple years to get the divorce done. Right. So I've been, I've been single longer than I was married. And, you know, there are lots, for me, there's lots of positives. Um, there's, of course, there's negatives. You know, I, I like I told you, my children were zero, four, and eight right. when my ex-husband left. So it was hard. It was hard to take care of the children. It was hard on me physically, emotionally, you know, um, that's a lot. Feeling Three like kids. I'm being, you know, am, am I unlovable? Am I not worthy of love? Um, how do you how do you date with three children and you don't? You just don't date with three children. <laughs> <laughs> when they would find out that I had three, they're like, you know, at least St. Louis men anyway. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there that would have thought that was a great idea. Right. Oh, Vincent family, okay. add water. Okay. And, uh, but the St. Louis men just kind of run fast. They, you know, on their heels and they're gone. But I, I found that uh, for me, the most important part was um, it's better to be alone or to be by yourself and, and rely on yourself than to be in a relationship where you're not wanted, you're not loved, and you're right. continually disappointed every day because your partner's not doing what you thought they were doing, what they were supposed to do. Right. And I had, I had, you know, gotten married at 24. Everybody was getting married. That's what you did. Um, and uh, throughout the time, and it just became more clear that, oh, this isn't, this isn't what I signed up to be. And I don't want my life to be, to be this and right. how I'm feeling. And I think that I think the greatest gift that my ex-husband and I gave to each other was the divorce because we can we released each other right. to go and be be loved in the way that we needed to be loved by someone else. Does that make sense? Yes. 
I like it. You know, no, people stay around for the kids and there's an excuse, that excuse. And I, I you know, that, I support you for the kids. I support right? you in whatever yeah. you need to do. Children are, are flexible and resilient. Um, my daughter told me when she was 18, um, senior year in high school, and she gave me the nicest compliment. We were sitting on the couch and she said, Mom, I just want you to know that I wouldn't have had my childhood any other way. Oh. And she was eight when her and her dad and I split up. And she said, you know, if you had stayed married to dad, I wouldn't have gotten to meet all these people that have come into our life because I'm a single woman who dances tango and has this job and does involvement here and there. But you're a vibrant person. You've done awesome things, right? And she's gotten to see that. She's gotten to see that. But she, I think she she just felt that she wanted me to know that she wouldn't have changed oh, it. yay, daughter. Now, I'm sure that there are yay. things about being being my daughter or me being her mom. She, you know, likes to tell her friends and <laughs> likes to joke <laughs> yeah. about. Wonder what the, and, what, and that's what fine. What do you say when you I'm know? not around? Yeah, that's fine. That, you know, I, I don't. They're going to. They're, they're well, going to yeah, do that. We, yeah, you know, it's going to happen. It's right. never happened between me and my siblings. I mean, I, I've never said anything <laughs> to my dad. Mom, love you, or, mom. Or, lo, mom. My mom or dad, love you both. Um, so. But that was a an affirmation that I, I did the right thing. Right. And I think it's important for people to be raised in an environment where they see love. Even if love is that you love yourself and right. you, don't, you don't have your spouse or a partner there, but they see that you love yourself. And a friend of mine asked me, she goes, well, who's been your greatest love of your life? Who's the greatest love of your life? You know, and you always think, well, who got away, right? Who's the one that got away? And again, this was over a bottle of wine. And well, I had this. things happen over I bottles know, of wine with you. I had, I, you should just drink all the time. <laughs> right. I should. I had the clarity that I'm my greatest love of my life. Oh, I love that. And it's true. And it's true. Right. If you, if you can't love yourself and be good to yourself, it's really, there's no hope. I mean, you have to love yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, loving yeah. yourself is not always easy because no, you know all your flaws. <laughs> And you point them out to yourself all the time. All the time. All the time. But your, you know, your soul and your body and everything about you is so amazing and and resilient. And you know, today's feeling of sadness and and distress is but a blip right. on your whole life that's exactly. in front of you. And if you look at it like that, it's just a small part on your whole life. You'll get through it. I love it. Yeah. So you 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 yourself have told us where your soul plays and tango and your the new podcast coming up. But where else? What's an, what's another? What's another Michelle thing? Oh goodness gracious! Another Michelle thing. Well, again, I like to write and dance tango, and I like to um, I like to garden. But I'm not very good at it. You're not good. I'm not good at it. I was gonna say, ooh, you like to garden. I like to my house. (laughs) I like like to pull weeds. My kids will tell you that. My mom will like to pull weeds, but she doesn't like to take the weeds to the dumpster. I'll just make these piles of weeds, and they'll say, "Hey guys, I've got these weeds out there. You know the drill. I'll pull them all, but you take them to the dumpster." Yeah, (laughs) gotcha. And they're like, "Yeah, roll their eyes. It's one of those Uh, home improvement stuff. I mean, I I can paint a room. Like to. I have another friend who will pick out colors for me because sometimes I'm, I'm. Color challenge. Paint colors are difficult though, because what they look like on the little thing that they give you at the paint store and how they dry and it—that's difficult to me. But my parents are really good at it, but I'm not good at it. A lot of faith in her selections, and I repainted my whole house on her colors, and it looks fabulous. And but I don't mind that kind of work. I, I, you know, I, I love just to be with people. You know, and 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 time with people is the most important thing for me. Not in, not possessions, not. 
you know, the, the latest and greatest gadget. But I think when people spend time with me, that that's a gift. Yeah. Oh. And I want to just treasure that. So to me, today is a gift. It is, right? Getting to it's, know you is a gift. I'm the, I love spending time with people. And so to me, doing the podcast is so joyous because I get to like really, really get to know a person. I mean, I've had people on that I've known for years and I learn new things about them on the podcast. Right. right. You know, and I'm like, wow, how fun. That, I mean, because it's not like I sit around interviewing people while I'm hanging out at the coffee shop with them. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Well, you know, you know hold on. <laughs> let me turn my uh, iPhone on and uh, get some. Uh... Let's get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> We're going to use so this one later. You are an Army brat, Air which Force. means Air Force, Air Force, Air Force, Air Force brat. brat. Okay, yeah, sorry. That. Ooh, ooh, sorry <laughs> about okay. that. I know that's the thing. Air Force, Air Force brat. brat. Yes. And you moved around a lot. I did. So, was there a place that you was like your most favorite that you have like really fond memories of? Well, it's interesting you ask that. Um, I was talking with uh, my sister just the other day, and one of the things about moving around and being connected to places, it you know, home is just really wherever we lived right. at that time. So I've lived all over South Carolina, Alabama, California, Hawaii, Oklahoma, uh, St. Louis now for the longest time, but. But for me, a connection to a place is is different um, than if somebody grew up in one town and they have this nostalgia, this sentimentality about, oh, growing up in St. Louis and going to Muni with my family. You know, that's kind of stuff that didn't happen. Yeah, but, yeah. So I can't say that I enjoyed one place over the other as a as an Air Force brat moving around. But I, I have to say that my junior year in college, I spent a year abroad in Swansea, Wales, and that was Ooh. amazing and I made I still am connected with my friends from there. I just got back from a week in Italy with friends from that I met while I was in Swansea. And I also have a friend in Sweden who I met in school and we are still connected and I'm going to go visit her in um in a few 10 weeks, I think. Oh, <laughs> 10 to 12 not weeks. That I'm you're not keeping counting. track. <laughs> not that I'm counting. But I, you know, again, um, it's like the people and uh, I I highly recommend and encourage people when they're in college, if you can do the study abroad, do the study abroad. I I, I, I recommend it as I would I did Spain. That was oh my, my gosh. yeah. And I mean it it was an amazing experience and I, I highly recommend it to anyone. Yes. You know, yes. getting getting to learn another culture and really get immersed in it. It's I've even awesome. volunteered to go along with my kids, you know, if they want to go study abroad, I'm happy to go with them, you know. And Oh, fine. Why not? They would yeah. love it. No, yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure my 20-year-old son is going to go, yeah, I want my mom, sure, mom. along with me at the study abroad. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick her up out of the pub every that night. sounds great. Yes. It's, but I have to, so Swansea was an, an incredible experience. And uh, one of the, the frustrating things is that I have made such great friendships, but they, they're they so physically far away. And thank God right. for technology that can bring us Isn't together. Isn't that great? Yeah, um, a little bit closer, so it, it shortens the gap. Keep up with everybody's life and with the, and with the um, airfares g- getting to be relatively reasonable. Yeah, you got a great airfare. Great airfare to Sweden. Four hundred forty-two. I remember four forty-two round trip <laughs> with my bag. That's awesome. With my bag, nonstop. That's awesome. Yes. Well, <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mitch. So uh, I'm. We're going to have Emily Lane on at some point when you oh, guys you'll love are. Her. Yes. yes. Well, I adore her very much yes. already. So yeah. it'll be fun to have her on to talk about when you guys are like, we're doing the podcast. We're here. Well, Off I hope we you'll go. come and be a guest on our podcast. Totally. You have to let us know what wine you like. I well, I don't drink wine. Can I have kombucha? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, and then you can drive us home. Okay, I'll be the DD. <laughs> All right, DD. awesome. That's perfect. Well, that'll you, save us our You can Uber, do like 10 podcasts in a row at that point. <laughs> right. I'll be fine. So, you know, I'll hang out, oh, watch kids get all lit, and off we go. You know, so. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We look forward to what you're going to do next. And for everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. Go to iTunes, subscribe. Love you all. Have great days. Thank you.